Fed Square's Anything But Square podcast was created, recorded, and edited on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Fed Square's partner organisation stand. Sovereignty was never ceded. My name is Sarah Gasali and today I'm chatting with Catherine Balsam, Victorian Education Coordinator representing OzHarvest in the lead up to Sustainable September here at The Square. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Why don't you start off by telling us about yourself and your involvement with OzHarvest? Sure. So I'm the Victorian Education Coordinator for OzHarvest. And my background is secondary teaching. So I'm very passionate about students knowing more about the environment and enabling them to have a strong voice when it comes to environmental issues. And OzHarvest for me is just a perfect fit as it champions environmental action and it advocates for social justice. And so a little bit more about OzHarvest, we believe that education is crucial. Through educating people about avoiding food waste, about nutrition and by teaching people how to cook low-cost, nutritious meals, we can create a positive change. And that's why um, our FEAST team, which is the education team, developed FEAST, which is a program for Grade 5 sixes, and it stands for Food Education and Sustainability Training. And it's a 7 to 10 week program where they learn about the serious issue of food waste and how that's affecting the environment. And then this is coupled with hands-on cooking in the classroom and coming up with ways to incorporate ingredients that are often wasted into delicious recipes that they can cook at school. And often they then share that with families on the weekend. They even make their own school cookbook by the end of the program, full of delicious recipes designed by the students and addressing food waste. Our feast program's new to Victoria and we've just enrolled our 42nd primary school and they all really love it, which is great. A cute story for you, Sarah, is last month a teacher from Summerville Rise Primary School on the peninsula had just spent the afternoon doing feasts with his grade fives and sixes, and they'd made healthy sushi sandwiches. And he popped into the supermarket just on his way home to get things for dinner, and he came across four separate groups of students with their families and each parent had claimed to him they'd been frog-marched into the nearest shop to buy the ingredients so the kids could make sushi sandwiches for their families that night. <laughs> so we think that's a great story of where kids get, you know, inspired by what they've learned at school and couldn't wait to take it home, which is, which is really lovely. And the programs aligned with the national curriculum, so students and teachers love it because they don't usually get an opportunity to cook together in primary school. And the sessions are hands-on and they're very pro-social. So it's all group work. They rotate around their roles each week and it has a really lovely outcome. We often have volunteers from Oz Harvest that come in from the community and they help out the kids during that program as well. So it's a lovely, strong bond that's made then between extra adults from the community. And the sessions are really generously funded. We offer schools a complete kitchen kit with all the necessary equipment, such as electric fry pans that can turn any space into a kitchen. Because that's great, because not many primary schools have a, you know, commercial kitchen on site. So you can turn a gym, you can turn a school hall, you can turn a classroom into an instant kitchen. And the teachers get a curriculum package with lesson plans and extra resources so that's engaging and easy for teachers to implement. And we offer teachers comprehensive training, either face-to-face -face or online, so they can deliver the program with confidence. 
and students learn about the impact of Oz Harvest and how it started with one person's idea, Ronnie Khan, and how they too can be change makers and take action on injustice or environmental issues. What is Oz Harvest and what changes do they hope to implement in Melbourne? Well, Oz Harvest is Australia's leading food rescue organisation, collecting quality excess food from commercial outlets and delivering it directly to more than 1,500 charities supporting people in need across the country. And it was founded in 2004 by Ronnie Khan after she noticed the huge volume of good food going to waste from the hospitality industry. So Ronnie started with one van. I tell the kids it's one van and a plan was all she had. And in the first month, she delivered beautiful, high-quality meals to 4,000 people. Isn't that amazing? So um, Oz Harvest operates nationally now, rescuing over 250 tonnes of food each week from over 3,500 food donors. And these are places like supermarkets, hotels and airports. Then some really interesting places like film and TV shoots, when you see all those beautiful catering vans (laughs) on set, any excess lovely food gets donated to Oz Harvest, which is great, as well as places like wholesalers, farmers, directly from farmers, corporate events and catering companies. And maybe some of the listeners to this podcast have seen the bright yellow Oz Harvest vans doing food rescue runs around Melbourne. For the future, Oz Harvest Melbourne would really like to see less people having to rely on food relief, as in, I guess, many ways this is a Band-Aid approach to the issue of food insecurity. And this way we believe that, again, that education is crucial. Through educating people about avoiding food waste, about nutrition and by teaching people how to cook low-cost and nutritious meals, we'll get a longer-term solution to food insecurity. And that's why Harvest has implemented the FEAST program at primary schools. Um, And we're, again, trying to make sure the community realise all those resources that go into our food, water, land, energy, labour and time. It's really heartbreaking to find out that over a third of all food's wasted. And another thing is, did you do food tech or home echo when you were at school, Sarah? I only did it in like the first few years, but not when I was older. Yeah. Well, we're finding through Oz Harvest that there's a lot of people that didn't get that opportunity to sort of do food tech or they haven't got the family support to actually help them with cooking. So we've got a um, program called NEST. And it stands for Nutrition, Education and Skills Training. And it's a six-week program teaching adults about healthy eating and giving them easy, affordable cooking lessons in a sort of friendly and fun environment. So last year, Ness ran a program at the Asylum Seekers Resource Centre in Footscray. And many of the participants in that program were young men who'd never had to cook before and had sort of no one around to teach them. The Ness team taught them how to prepare and use fresh food. And the participants were apparently thrilled to learn that lemons aren't just for juicing, but how skin can be zested to add flavour to so many dishes. So, again, for your listeners, if they know of people that might really benefit from adult cooking classes in a supportive and kind environment, you can jump onto our website and find out when the next NEST program is running. I wanted to ask a question because you mentioned a lot of the work that Oz Harvest does is within schools and primary schools. Why do you think it's important to educate the younger generation specifically about, you know, this sort of practice? 
Yeah, I think it's really important because children are change makers. They're the ones often with a loud voice in a family when it comes to decision making. Um, I've just in fact heard today about a local family I know that just read the report about climate change and, and got a bit scared. So they sat around the dining room table last night and said, right, we're cutting out meat. That's going to be our impact and we're making that change. And that came from the two teenagers in the house. So that's a great example of where kids are starting to say we want a better, healthier future. We want to be custodians of this beautiful planet and we've all got to take action. So, And by bringing it to schools, you're sort of getting kids to wake up and realise this is pretty serious, but it's also a fun way to, to teach them about climate issues, about environmental issues, and then it's a hands-on fun way of making a difference as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's extremely important that we're educated and then that way we can share that education amongst ourselves and our communities. Yeah. How did you get involved with the Little Food Festival this year? Well, Oz Harvest and the Sandro de Mayo Foundation are really close and we've got similar goals and ideals. So we share the same vision that education is the key to creating a more sustainable food system. And we reached out to the Little Food Festival um, last year and we let them know about Feast. And we had so many ideas in common. So we're into sustainability, cooking, having fun, and then connecting with children and families. And we were involved last year in 2020 by providing online content. And what sort of online activities can people expect from Oz Harvest as part of the LFF this year? They will provide um, the Little Food Festival a sort of suite of online resources that families can download for free that are fun and they're engaging and they encourage kids at home to think about food waste, to think about healthy eating and sustainability. Got a really fun cooking video with our famous chef Colin Fasanich and his beautiful daughters and they're cooking a feast recipe, one of the ones that the primary school kids do and that we can share that online, including the recipe card, so then kids and families can cook that dish at home. That sounds fantastic. Can't wait to see it come to life. Even though it's, it is online, I'm sure it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, still trying to be hands-on engaging as much as possible, yeah. What does sustainability mean to you and to Oz Harvest? Well, to me personally, I think sustainability means living within your means and treading lightly on the earth and living in a more sustainable way is really the focus of each and every day for me. Every day I think really carefully about the food I choose to eat, about my methods of transport, ways I can minimise waste and ways I can also influence others to do the same. And that's why I've chosen to work for Oz Harvest. I loved my teaching job, but I felt like I really needed to make a bigger impact and have a louder voice when it came to sustainability and ways we can make positive changes. We now don't eat meat in our family because we've also decided that that's just making too much of a detrimental impact on the earth. Um, we're really conscious of our food waste. I don't pretty much say we don't waste food because anything that's actually inedible goes to our chooks <laughs> or to our worms or to our compost. So we're just constantly making sure that nothing goes into the actual landfill bin. Minimising electricity. Um, we don't have a dryer. I'm only use a cold wash for clothes, make sure the heat is on not very high, all those sort of reasons that constantly making sure that the family are aware of the impacts of electricity use even on, on our climate. I'm really careful about disposable plastic, try not to use it, try to minimise packaging, 
trying to grow my own veggies rather than to get things wrapped in plastic. So just all sorts of ways I can minimise my footprint, I guess, on the earth and encourage my family to do the same. Then Oz Harvest also has got lots of really fabulous um, strategies, particularly for reducing food waste because food waste is so closely linked to climate change. In fact, if food waste was a country, it's the third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases on earth. That's a really big way that all of us can help reducing our footprint. And Oz Harvest suggests that we look before we go to the shops, look at what we've already got. We buy only what we really need. So try not to get stuck sucked into specials and two-for-ones or over-purchasing because so much gets wasted. To store food correctly. So once you've actually cooked things, make sure they're in sealed containers. Things you've bought are in the right part of the fridge. Make sure they're visible to other people in the household so they don't get forgotten in a sludge in the back. <laughs> and then to cook with what you've already got. So to look, buy, store, and then cook with what you've already got. Those are some really great tips. Thank you for sharing that. How does Oz Harvest tailor education on these topics? Because I know that we learn about them through so many different avenues and a lot of the ways is just kind of lots of reading, not much activities or hands-on work. How does Oz Harvest tailor that to make it more fun and family-friendly? Yeah, I agree. I think it's super important because sometimes the messages about the environment can be scary or really gloomy. Um, I always believe that students need to know the facts, that they need to be involved and aware of actions that can be taken to address it. And then this enables action and sort of positivity around the topic rather than feelings of despair. So Feast is a great example of a fun and family-friendly program run by Oz Harvest in primary schools. So in our program, students explore ways to minimise food waste personally. So they can do something called a lunchbox audit and see what gets wasted in their lunchbox. And sometimes that's as simple as communicating back to the kind person that's producing what's in their lunchbox or packing it for them to say, I don't really like cheese sandwiches. I'm sick of them and I'm actually throwing them in the bin each day. So they're all, of course, even better, kids packing their own lunchbox. (laughs) If there's someone behind it, just having that polite conversation with a packer and letting them know about things they prefer to eat or things that are actually going to waste. And then they're also doing school waste audits. So that's super interesting. We actually go through the bins in the school and work out how much litter there is or how much food's actually been wasted and what they can do about it. Because more than a third of food waste in Australia actually comes from the home. So that's um, an area that each and every person can make a difference. And they're saying in Victoria, one in every five shopping bags of food actually ends up in the bin by the end of the week. So much money and so much waste. All those resources, all that packaging, all that transportation, the refrigeration. So they call that with food embedded energy. And that's pretty scary when we're just throwing it out at the end. So, yeah, we want to fill bellies, not bins. I think it's incredibly catchy as well, which you can never go wrong with. I think working with lots of young adults, uh, a lot of us can have lots of eco-anxiety when it comes to thinking about the environment, thinking about climate change. How have you gone about to deal with that? And have you seen that happen when Oz Harvest comes along and does these activities at school? Yeah, I think eco-anxiety is very real. And I think we all suffer from it. The more aware we are of what's going on around us, you can't sort of not, you know, fall victim to it as such and and that anxious feelings and maybe sense of gloom. 
But I think if you tailor your programs to kids so that they're not naive, they actually do learn about it, but they learn about actions to be taken. So I also used to run an environmental team at high school and I found that was a really important way to, for kids to have a voice, to be taking action, to be inspiring others. We spoke at national conferences. We, we did a lot of things in the community. It was a way of saying we're not just going to sit back and let this happen. We're going to do as much as we can um, to take action. And students need to have a voice through primary schools, through feasts. They can have an, an impact on food waste and how their families deal with food. They learn about the resources that are wasted in, in food. And I, I talked before about the energy footprint that all food has, but also kids are fascinated by the water footprint. Each piece of food we have has got what we call embedded water in it. And in fact, Sarah, you might want to answer this question. We give this to the kids, see how you go. <laughs> we look at a burger, a very traditional sort of burger with a lot. This burger has got what we call a water footprint. How much water has gone into the bread, into growing the wheat, etc. the salad ingredients, the meat patty itself and the cheese. I tell the kids that agricultural scientists have actually worked out that the water footprint of a burger can be equated to a very long shower. So have a guess, Sarah, how long a shower, and maybe the listeners can guess too, equates to the amount of water that's used in the production of a burger. I'll give you a clue. It's a very long shower. Wow. Um, I have actually never had to think about that before. It's a hard, I'll give you the answer. So you turn your shower on full. Well, I was a child of the drought, so we were told, you know, you must have your four-minute shower maximum. And so I tell the kids that, like, four minutes here, okay. You know, sometimes they have five or six perhaps. But we've worked out this burger, all the embedded water in the burger. So you think about the meat, you think about the bread, you think about the ingredients. It's a 90-minute shower. Oh, my God. It's crazy, isn't it? So all that water just going down the drain. If you bought yourself a burger, then changed your mind and left it on the bench and threw it out, you've thrown out 90 minutes worth of a shower water not to mention the effort and the labor the nutrients the fertilizers everything that's gone into that because in fact Australia's got the biggest rate of land clearing in the developed world so particularly along our eastern coast we're mostly clearing that land for food production yet we're wasting a third of that food so it's a crazy scenario we've got to do better mm, that was definitely a bit of a shock I never thought about it like that I definitely thought about it in different ways so thank you you taught me something new <laughs> no worries you'll look at a burger quite differently won't you yeah <laughs> if you could envision a more sustainable Melbourne what would it look like for Oz Harvest I think we see a sustainable Melbourne as a city where people love and truly appreciate good food food isn't wasted and there's plenty to share so, of course, we're really worried and concerned about food insecurity in Victoria or in Australia. They're saying that one child in every classroom goes to bed hungry. And you sort of think, wow, we're in this privileged nation of lots of food being grown. We can actually grow enough food for 62 million people. That's what we grow at the moment. Yet we've got a lot of people going hungry and food insecure. And food insecure means um, you don't know where your next meal is actually coming from. And that would be quite a scary thought. So we want a sustainable Melbourne to be a city that values their food, a city where food's valued by all and grown locally. We need to protect our food bowl from urban expansion. 
So your Kui Rup and your Bacchus Marsh, maybe even down your way too. They're examples of farming land that's competing madly with housing estates. So we need to be making sure that our food bowl is protected so that we're not then transporting or flying food in from great distances. It should be just within a small radius of Melbourne. And then once we're supporting our local farmers, we're therefore cutting carbon emissions through unnecessary transport and refrigeration. An example of that, my kids love grapes. And at the moment, they're not allowed to have grapes. Do you know why? Because they're not locally grown. It's not grape season anymore. And if you do buy grapes at the moment, they've come all the way from the United States. So to me, that's crazy. When we love our grapes, they're locally grown. We just have to wait for them to be back in season. So that's a really interesting thing for maybe listeners to think about is, is when things are out of season, look at the price and then look at where they've come from. So a more sustainable Melbourne's also a city that deals much better with waste. Through cutting down on food waste, which is a national goal for Australia to halve our food waste by 2030, um, we'll reduce emissions and by redirecting surplus food to people in need, like Oz Harvest does through our yellow rescue truck, we'll be creating a much fairer Melbourne and a more sustainable Melbourne. And we can have a city where composting, worm farms, community gardens are the norm. And we have a really high engagement with growing food and truly appreciating it. And we have a more sustainable Melbourne that way. Supporting local farmers is a really, really big thing. And I think it tastes better as well when you're not buying it for a really high price, when you know you're supporting someone local. Yeah. It does actually taste better, I think. (laughs) If families are listening in, parents are listening in, um, if you're interested in your child being able to participate in feasts, We are looking for plenty more Victorian schools to join in. So it's just a matter of going onto our website, which is ozharvest.org. And if they look up Feast, we can get their school enrolled as soon as possible. So they'd recommend it to the teachers, obviously. And then that's a way for getting lovely hands-on program, life-changing program into their local school. We'd love to have that. And if you haven't got a child of primary school age, soon we're getting a secondary program up and running as well. That's in development at the moment. And also we've just got lots of great recipes and really cool ways to reduce your food waste and ideas just on our Oz Harvest website too. Great. I really hope that listeners will be able to reach out because if I was a primary school kid right now, I would love to have that program and learn about all these different initiatives. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Catherine. This has been such a nice chat. I've definitely learned something new and I can't wait to join online and see Oz Harvest at the Little Food Festival at Fed Square. So, yeah, this has been such a pleasure. So I'm really glad I got to chat to you. Oh, thank you, Sarah. It was really lovely to be invited and to be part of the Little Food Festival and to be part of your podcast. Thanks so much.